0: All right,
1: my friends, welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. And we have yet another dreamer, a sleeper, which we will talk about here in a few minutes. But we've got Tiffany Paul, a former unfulfilled corporate employee turned serial entrepreneur, who is also the founder of Slept, a curated sleep marketplace. And we are going to talk about getting some sleep, but we're also going to talk about how she is the host of the Dream Life podcast. So, how you can literally go from sleeping and dreaming to having your dream life. So Tiffany, thank you so much for being here. I'm I'm really excited to start this conversation.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. We chatted a little bit before we hit record and we're like, can't wait to dive into all the things. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, we seem to speak the same language in many, many ways, but
1: I would love to hear your story, how you went from unfulfilled corporate, not getting sleep. Your mom, you had two under two at the time. Like, tell us how all of this came to be.
0: Yes. So as a small child, I always imagined, you know, my dream to be being a top executive or CEO of a big company and that, you know, the path to success would be, you know, getting married and having a family, buying the house, getting the six figure salary. And at a certain point in my life, I had all those things and I looked around and I felt like something was missing. And I started on this journey of entrepreneurship to kind of scratch that itch, if you will. And it was in 2019 that I finally took the leap from being an unfulfilled corporate employee to full-time entrepreneur. And although it was an amazing adventure and step towards chasing down my dreams and creating my dream life on my terms, I still felt like something was missing. And the more I looked into it, I really identified how society likes to put us in boxes and give us this definition of what will make us happy. And I really became really interested and fascinated with, well, what is my definition of living the dream? If it's not just as simple as a six-figure salary, a safe corporate job, and having my own business and being my own boss. you know, I had the kids at the time and we did struggle for three years with infertility. So it's not like all this came easy. I had tons of ups and downs along the way. But ever since then, I've really been on this journey of not only like some inner work and healing, but just redefining success and living the dream for myself. And so that's what started my passion for the podcast, which launched earlier this year to have conversations with other women specifically. I talk only to women um, about what is your definition of living the dream? And it's fascinating because I end each conversation asking my guests, to define it. And it's often like way outside of what society tells us. Yet we're so, you know, programmed, if you will, to believe that it's like the house, the money, the marriage, the things. But when you really ask people what they want out of their dream life, it's often things like fulfillment and joy and to be their authentic self and be present in the moment. Yet it's a seldom, you know, things that we we don't talk about that enough when it comes to living the dream.
1: No, we do not. And I love the way you were kind of listing like the house, the car, the marriage, the kids, the job, like how much the American dream or whatever dream we want to call that sort of, I would use the word hijacks us. And I agree with you on the way that like I had created all of that and it all fell apart, whether I took it apart or it fell apart. It wasn't a place of like true fulfillment. And I think that most of us can get to that point in our life. And we will stay generally distracted by it for quite some time until we actually recognize like we're not fulfilled in it. And there's just something wrong or something missing or we have an illness or an ache or whatever. We're not sleeping. And and then we start to take a, a deeper evaluation. But by then we've set this whole life up. And you might call it an identity crisis, but I think it's more of a, for myself, it was that like disappointment that, oh my gosh, I spent so much time getting here and this isn't the thing. I would love to ask like what you hear in that, or if you can speak to that, because I think a lot of us just blindly, and, and this is not a make wrong, I think that that's what's really important is it is the way we were raised. So we think we are doing good. We think we're going for it. And we've never really been taught to know who we are outside of those kinds of goals. So yeah, I'd love to turn it over to hear what you think of all that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, firstly, what stuck out is that identity crisis, because 100%, right? When I took that leap and I was actually had originally left for a travel business. I had to pivot into sleep because the pandemic took my first business out. And it was in that moment where I was like, what was all this for? And really having to question myself. Okay, I wasn't the six-figure salary earner. I didn't have the job at the fancy... You know, company. I didn't, I downsized my house, my cars, my entire lifestyle to go after this dream. And in the absence of all that, I was like, well, who the fuck am I? And I'd always shown up as a very confident, self assured person. So it was a really caught me off guard because I was like, I know who I am. Like, I am a go getter. I'm a hustler. I'm a boss, babe. I'm a mama, wife. I, you know, I do it all. And it was really that identity crisis. But what I'm really understanding now is that it wasn't necessarily a loss of an identity. It was actually a reprogramming and a deconditioning. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's keep going. Yes. And so this is like, I've, you know, really been reflecting on why did I feel so lost in who I was when. I've always felt connected to who I was simultaneously. And it's because we need to release and let go of so much of what society tells us. And the hard thing about reprogramming or questioning what society tells us is that we are forced to question ourselves in the process, like you said. So So that's the other part where it's like, sometimes people don't wanna look at this stuff because to look at maybe how you've been conditioned. And again, this is not like, it sounds like you will let this happen. (laughs) It's like, no, it's like, we are, just grow up with so many messages and media and all the thing it's we're all I don't want to say victim but we're all subjected to it. So anyways, to question it is to question yourself. Like you said earlier, like how did I fall for this for so long? How did I why did I waste so much time? Why did I think this would make me happy? Why, you know, you start questioning yourself and I think it's that questioning of yourself which leads to the lack of confidence or the wondering of who you are because you relied on yourself to make that decision at one point. You felt assured at one point that was the thing. And so it's like this questioning of everything. And I think that's where you start to feel like it's an identity crisis. So that part in particular, I I feel so hard. And I think I'm still navigating my way through it. I think the hardest part of kind of unplugging from the program, it's like, a bird race in captivity. You're like, how do I survive in the wild? And I'm still figuring out what does it mean to live life on my own terms? But I know in the meantime, I'm a huge advocate that this way is the best way because it's from a a place of authenticity and and a place of your own personal power and decision-making versus a story that was put onto you.
1: I love all of that. And You mentioned the deconditioning and the reprogramming. I would love to share the message with our listeners, and maybe you have something to say about it too, is like, we have to be gentle in the process. Like the deconditioning part, when you question all of it and you therefore indirectly or directly question yourself, it's not to make yourself wrong, punish, criticize. There is forgiveness in there there's gentleness in there. And I definitely, um, like, I love that you admit I'm still working on that. Like this is, it is an ever, ever unfolding process. And I was going through that stage of my life while going through my life coach program. And I had a community around me. that kept encouraging me, like, are you being kind to yourself? Um, because I was a, former athlete. So my go-to default system was self-criticism and self-eratement, and it wasn't functional anymore. So I really had to take a look into my life and I had to observe. I had to understand, like come to understand what it meant to be gentle with yourself. And by example, by study and, uh, cause it was, it wasn't anything I knew. All I knew was self-criticism, being the athlete, being the competitor, um, winning, like going for it. And so I had to learn how to be gentle with myself through observation, through trial and error, through practice. And so I would love to ask you um, what you have to say about that part of it, like the deconditioning and and being gentle with ourselves. Because I don't think most of us have been taught <laughs> to be gentle with ourselves.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's that creating space and stillness. And, you know, my rock bottom moment in all this was 2020. So, you know, the bright side of that was we had the time and space to kind of slow down and cocoon at home and do some of that healing and inner work. But, you know, as we're some of us are being forced into the world again, and maybe we're questioning things and we feel like we don't have that space or that stillness that we desire, you know, all we can do is our best to create moments when and however we can and also i think going back to conditioning and all i knew was to when if there was a problem you fix it right you work on it you take action yes. you don't just sit around and so i had to do a lot of work on myself to realize that i was enough without hustling my way through this and pushing my way through this problem and getting back up after i had fallen and just allowing myself to not only rest to kind of just recalibrate, but also recondition myself in knowing that I am enough without hustling my way through this and working. And I think subconsciously I'd always been doing that because clearly, right? Because in stillness, I did not feel enough. So clearly subconsciously I had been feeling validated. My worth was tied to my efforts and my achievements and my success and my money and my things, because in the absence of that, I definitely started questioning, am I enough? And so it wasn't until that moment that I even realized I was doing that. So I think so many of us, our first reaction is to do something about it. And I definitely took action as far as, you know, journaling and therapy and rest and naps, but the actions were gentle and they were soothing and they were healing.
1: Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And I appreciate like what you are sharing about 2020 really challenging you in, in many ways. And in your introduction, it says serial entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit more about the different types of companies you've tried or products or sales or like how, what serial entrepreneur really means for you.
0: Yeah. And for me, I think at the heart of it, it's really about giving yourself permission to try a bunch of different things, whether that be monetarily or just your passion. But on the business side, as I mentioned, I had a travel business. It was an invention I'd created while I traveled a lot for work. I hated those bulky neck pillows. And so I was like, there has to be a better way. So I created this fun product where it was a scarf with a built-in neck pillow that you could inflate. So you could kind of wear it to the airport without like carrying it around. And so that was my first like dabbling of entrepreneurship. And um, we did really well with that product enough that I, you know, had confidence to leave my, my corporate job for it. But then the pandemic literally brought, you know, our multiple six figures in annual sales to zero overnight. So I was forced to oh my it quite quickly. Yes. But once you kind of learn business, and at that point I've been doing it for seven years, I I like to remind myself that if anybody else gets knocked on their ass, whether that already happened or happens in the future, you're not starting from scratch. You're starting from experience. And so my next business, I was able to get together quite quickly. And that was slept the curated sleep marketplace really inspired by, you know, the first product, which was designed to help people sleep in flight. And also it was inspired by the fact that everybody around me was just exhausted. Right. So my mom, friends were exhausted. My corporate Friends were exhausted. My entrepreneurship friends were exhausted. I'm like, everybody's exhausted. And so, this next business, you know, it it felt like my mind told me, okay, you can't pivot. You just left your job to do this thing full time. You know, they tell you, you know, in the self help or business world, you have to go all in, right? And so, I had to really uh, go back and forth for a while. And if I should do this second business, because, uh, it would be taking away, you know, maybe survival efforts from my first business. Um, but I really gave myself permission to do that. And so after that launched, um, shortly after the pandemic, um, was kind of at its peak, I still had that itch to do something more. And so for me, that was the podcast in 2021. So To me, entrepreneurship, it's been two businesses, but always trying a little bit of everything um, as my heart you know, desires it. Because I think sometimes we get so caught in our head and the messaging is that life is linear and you have to go all in on one thing. And I really think if you look at our true essence as kids, we're always playing and trying new things. And I think we actually never lose that. I think we just don't give ourselves permission to try a whole bunch of different things because it would, it would work against our ability to achieve because by spreading yourself across multiple areas, maybe you're not going to achieve your goal as fast or at all, because you're not all in. But I think if you take the pressure to achieve off, you actually might enjoy allowing yourself to play and experiment. And so that's kind of where I see serial entrepreneurship is that I will always be open to, you know, whatever my heart calls.
1: I love so much of it. Um, you said life being linear, that really just stuck out to me. So I want to start right there is, well, and you talked about the kids. Oh gosh, you're saying (laughs) so much goodness. So just thank you for the way that you are and who you are and the way that you speak, because I, I, I'm over here kind of like bobbing my head uh, in agreement and just imagine our listeners who are related to what you're sharing and the wonder and play of being children. And again, it does lean towards what we've been talking about this whole time is most of our life has been Shaped and conditioned by what we've been shown and taught and told and and that's okay, but there really to come a time where we have to evaluate like who am I at like without that influence and I think we're so steeped in influence that it would really be challenging to actually completely remove that just based on the day and age that we are on earth but uh, I do think it also is a brilliant. Thing to look at and consider is like, who am I really? And what do I want to be up to? Like, what's my calling? And I also appreciate the way you said, yes, there's like business for money and entrepreneurship in that way, but also our creative endeavors and what we really enjoy. Cause I I'll tell you like hearts unleashed podcast is a part of the, it's an extension of the business, but it is definitely my passion project. Like mm-hmm. I did not start it with sponsors and it doesn't, it's not a, direct income producing activity, but I keep showing up for this thing because I freaking love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like all energy. Yeah. yeah. it's all Energy, right? So it's like, you're putting out good energy because you love what you're doing. And that may actually attract an opportunity in your business. And you may not directly be able to correlate them. But if you believe in energy, I do believe that even though you're not maybe getting paid to podcast. I'm I'm in the same boat. And that's not why I'm doing it is because it fills me up and it gives me energy to go work on my business. It also is putting energy out into the universe, which then I can attract opportunities into your life.
1: Totally. And I think that a lot of people, uh, especially when you start a business, I think that a lot of the starts of business are energetic investments first and mm-hmm. financial payouts second. Oh, and I sure. think too so many sure. too many people are like the day you open the doors is the day you are a millionaire and that's just not true and then we're disappointed and we want to pack up and go home. And so um you're sharing all of this brilliance and I and you also talked a lot about the society's definition of success and that American dream and all of that and I'm curious what is your current definition of success.
0: Yes. So it is evolved. So I'll take you on the journey and we'll land where I'm at today. But the starting point is where we all start, right? It's all the media messages that tell us society looks like a certain salary, a certain house, a certain marriage, certain car, everything we already talked about. So at the moment I realized this was hurting me in that And the moment I realized this was when my entrepreneurship business fell and I was like, whoa, I'm not a success. Therefore, I don't feel enough. Therefore, am I allowed to be happy? Like really started questioning it in that moment. And so at that point in time, I was like, I don't have the energy to put this pressure on myself to make... Money right now, right? I just am in survival mode. There's a pandemic going on. And so I shifted initially to my definition of success beyond money and things and achievement to making an impact. And I was like, that sounds more noble and, you know, just aligned. But then the more I was kind of returning to that definition of success to measure it, I realized that I was still relying on external measures to validate myself. So a podcast listener telling me how much my episode impacted them or somebody, you know, a customer telling me how much my products helped them sleep. And in the absence of, you know, receiving daily feedback, I was questioning, am I success? And why am I allowing others to dictate whether or not I'm a success versus just showing up as I am? And so from that definition, I have
1: to interrupt and tell you what a brilliant like realization that the validation, like it doesn't have to show up as material items. It can show up as non-material items like validation. So brilliant and keep going.
0: (laughs) Yes. Right. And I think a lot of us strive to make this impact, right? And we don't realize why we have that friction, that resistance, because we're actually looking for external validation for someone to tell us that we made an impact to receive an award or get acknowledged or whatever. And so eventually I was like this, I can't keep torturing myself with these definitions of success that are just not either realistic or that are relying on others to validate me. And so where I am at today and where I think I will land for I think eternity is my definition of success is showing up authentically as I am and living in alignment. And so why I love this definition of success is because I can measure it each and every day. I can ask myself, did I show up authentically as I am? And did I do work and surround myself with people, put myself in environments that felt in alignment with who I am? As someone who spent 10 years at corporate America, there was A huge chunk of my life that I just really could not show up as my full self. I really had to dim down who I was, water down what I had to say and restrict a lot of parts of my personality to fit in. And the more I reflected on it, I was really spending almost my entire life trying to fit in. I felt like the black sheep in my family. I grew up in a small Minnesota town. I always had big dreams of you know, living in the city and moving to Los Angeles. And I was always trying to fit myself into these little boxes that didn't really allow me to step into myself fully. And it didn't feel good. So therefore it was not in alignment. And so that's my definition of success as it stands today. And I like it because it's something that I measure internally. And I can, I can be a success each and every day. And I like your success too. (laughs) I was like, everyone um, can steal um, it. I want to offer yeah. Well, and
1: I could agree because actually I'm gonna make a note, but I because I want to ask about this is but my definition of success as well is like um I have narrowed it down to these I refer to my core values more often than uh what success looks like because for myself, I do imagine a certain life or lifestyle. Like I want to be by the water in Southern California, sitting by the palm trees. Like I have a vision of success for myself and, uh, but my definition of success or me relating to living a successful life, like I really baseline it on my core values of being hearts unleashed uh, myself or others. Am I unleashing hearts, authentic connection? And then for me, various joy, like life is so joyful that it's fun. It's funny. It's free. It's fancy. It's flowing. It's effortless, like all these different things. And if I'm having that life experience, like the circumstantial evidence doesn't necessarily matter. And I'll give you a great example. Like right now, my husband and I were traveling the country in a camper and like, it doesn't look like the beach. That's for darn sure. But am I connecting authentically? Am I laughing? Am I
0: unleashing hearts? Like, yes, yes. And yes. And so I'm good to go here, you know? Yeah. And I too have these big visions of, you know, lifestyle that I want, but I think that what is important to recognize in those visions that you hold for yourself is what you're willing to trade off in exchange. And I think for me, my definition of success is the trade-off. So it's like, I will not sacrifice in your words, my values, which for me, that would be, I value authenticity in being in alignment in exchange for that lifestyle. So it guides me on my journey to achieve those things that yes, I still desire, but I think that whether or not I achieve them, I need to still feel like I am enough and I am a success. And so that's why you can simultaneously hold those big visions for material things and a certain lifestyle, but come back to a definition of success that is actually serving you each and every day. Because especially when you have these big dreams, uh, making a big impact, or having a large home, or amazing view, or millions of dollars, that takes time, right? And I think for me, I often would let the fear creep in of what if that doesn't happen? And then am I enough? And then am I a success? And it was so easy to go and this spiral because I was allowing this big vision of mine to define what success looked like rather than what I what I explained my new definition of success is. So I totally agree that you could have these big dreams and lifestyle material goals outside of your definition of success.
1: I really love that. And I also think it gives our listeners a place to look for themselves. Like, what do I value? What what truly am I here to do? Uh, what is my definition of success? And I also, want, I, I took a note down to talk a little bit about purpose and to distinguish a definition of success or living in alignment with purpose. And I'd love to just ask you how you relate to the word or the concept of purpose.
0: Oh, that word be here all the time, right? And for me, I honestly stop. I let go of that word because I feel like it's a word that anytime something stresses me out, I I release it. And so, for me, if you were to ask me what I think the purpose of life is all about, I think that I would say it's about loving your life and creating a life that you love living. I think that we're not here to just be burnt out and work our lives away and be miserable and overwhelmed and exhausted. So I think our purpose is the same. All of us live your fucking lives fully, completely love your life. And to me, that is what living a purposeful life is all about.
1: Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So great, great answer. And that's a, that's a brilliantly uh, succinct answer to the work that I do around purpose. Cause I am mostly deconditioning people around their relationship to the concept of purpose to, mm. to have them understand that purpose is like to use it, to, to have it be a part of the language is like my life purpose is advanced. Adventure. that has yeah. nothing to do with anyone else and if I'm living in adventure if if I am coming from a place of true, Uh, curiosity and play and, again, adventure and exploration, of course I will serve people in life. But a lot of people think of the word purpose as utilitarian. Like what Mm -hmm. is the purpose of this cup or what is the purpose of your role or you living? And it doesn't have to have a particular outcome like we would assume the word or concept purpose does. And so I really appreciate uh, the way that you answer the question.
0: (laughs) And also I got goosebumps when you said... When you said my purpose, purpose is whatever adventure, I got goosebumps the moment you said it. And so to me, yeah. that's like the universe is like a full body yes, where it's like, yes. yes. Yeah. To me, you said that and my my like intuitive nature was like, yes, you got it. That is the purpose of life there are these coaches in this narrative that your purpose has to be serving others. Because yes, innately as humans, we want to serve, we want to make an impact, right? But we touched on that earlier, how that's actually harming us because we're relying on external validation rather than just following our hearts and doing what we love. And we need to, I think for, you know, there's so much going on in the world, right? We want to save the world, right? I think anybody listening to this, right? It's easy to want to. Yeah, right. We want to save the world. So much going on. Here's my advice to anybody who feels that way. Like, first off, I'm with you, but first, you have to save yourself. Like, I'm looking around at so many people, like I said, exhausted, overwhelmed, depressed. Like, save yourself first before we can even consider saving the world. And I'm not saying, like, walk away from the problems, don't look at the problems, don't do anything to help. I'm just saying, let's, like, consider what it might look like to first like fill our own cup up, live a life that feels adventurous and joyful and alive and full of energy. And probably from that space, we're going to have a lot more solutions and energy to save the world than trying to do so from this depleted energetic that I think so many of us get you know sucked into because we have so much going on in the world.
1: Yes, a thousand percent. And it's safe to assume that everybody has great intentions, but insisting on saving the world is going to run you ragged and dry and, and broke and all of it, then we need saving. <laughs> and so if yeah. we did take care of ourselves, live our fucking life, like you're saying, I love it. It gives us all the opportunity to enjoy each other and genuinely and naturally contribute to each other. Exactly. That's really what I see when we're in our full so I'd really love to, um, we didn't really cover it. I wanted to sh- say that I think your, um, scarf idea is brilliant. And I hope <laughs> that you're able to just like relaunch that when travel comes back into play, because man, that's a one, it's a good idea. And two, uh, especially those big bulky, um, neck pillows, like, Cute, you can wear your scarf, you don't have to lug it around. I know I never liked uh, having one and lugging it around everywhere.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, and so have, um, I did just get a licensing deal, so that was exciting. So, I just handed it off to Uncommon Goods, so they're going to be awesome. taking over the manufacturing and taking that over. So, it's not dead, it's coming back okay. to life as travel renews. So, it will still be a source of income for me, and so just you know to me evidence that it's like following your heart and trusting that, you know, it's all going to work out in perfect timing. And I think, you know, this purpose of this podcast talks a lot about, you know, following your heart. And I think there's going back to the narratives that society tells us is that, you know, if we follow our heart and take the leap and fortune favors the bold, mm. it's like all going to work out. Mm. And I think I really took that leap from corporate America, just assuming it was all going to work out. Right. Because yep. that, like, who does it? Like, most people aren't even taking the leap. Right. Yeah. Most yeah. people are living these safe lives. And so if I was going to be the bold one, it was all going to work out. Mm. And I think, you know, when everything fell apart, I was like, do I even still have faith in mm. the idea of following my heart? Mm. And I think mm. that We all have to just trust that it's all going to work out, but not on our own timing. And that's where we have to just release that. So it's like looking at, you know, over a year ago where I was at that rock bottom moment now, it's like, it's finally coming together a year later, you know, and it's been two years since I left my corporate job. And so it has been a really rough journey for me. And I think that giving yourself permission to just still have faith and trust that it's all going to work out for you, but in perfect timing, Mm -hmm. not in your timing.
1: I just love the reminder of patience because it's not very present in this world. And the fact that you left your corporate job two years ago, you launched and relaunched, you know, over the course of a year, it's and that it does take fruition or like it will and you have to see it through. And so, um, I think that it's really important that before we, uh, after like a few months and we don't see the results we want that we pack up and ship out, it's just really important to make sure if you're in alignment and if you're following. What you feel you know to do. And it's not necessarily a mental inspiration. Because actually, we talked about this before we hit record is like shifting from the head to the heart. I want to know what you have to say about shifting from like a mental idea to a heart centered inspiration. Because I think we follow our brilliant ideas and they don't pan out and then we just toss them out. But Um, staying true to uh, a heart-centered inspiration. What do you have to say about that?
0: The first thing I would say is that it is essential in maintaining the pace in the marathon that is your dream. Because when you are acting out of head and ego, which I have done many times, you get burnt out because you're like, why isn't this working? And I'm doing this to get the thing and get the money and feel special. And, you know, whatever. When you move, drop into a heart-centered desire, to me, that looks like following, it's as simple as following what I want to do, what feels good, what feels in alignment. And from that energy, you're going to be able to maintain the race that is, again, the marathon, that is your dream, your dream life. It's There is no overnight success. And so if you're not coming from that heart-centered place and you're just coming from the ego mind, you're going to burn out. You're going to... You're going to doubt yourself. You're going to just crash and burn. Honestly, I think that you need to. It needs to be matched with a heart centered desire. And I really had to let go of a lot of what I thought that leap from corporate America to entrepreneurship was going to look like, and drop into my heart so that I could get back in the race because I had been so heart centered. Like I'm going to make this much money. I'm going to get featured in this retailer, and I'm going to you know do all these accomplishments, all these things that are ego ego driven. And so the moment I let that go and said okay. I kind of fell on my ass here and this is not how I planned it. In order to find the energy to get back in, I need to connect to what do I want to do? And so that to me, that looked like finding a business that aligned with, um, you know, a passion of mine, which was empowering women through the power of sleep and also allowing myself the freedom to do something I just simply wanted to do. And for me, that looked like the podcast. And so getting back into the race was only made possible by letting my heart lead and asking my head to get out of the way. Because if I had allowed my head into that decision-making process, it would have told me, you shouldn't spend time and energy on a podcast. It's not gonna like give you an ROI. And I really had to stop looking at every minute of my day as something I need to spend towards building my business and making money, and the moment I let that go and just dropped into my heart and what I want to do, and what I love to do, that made a world of difference in the way that I show up in my life and how I actually started living the life of my dreams.
1: I love, I just appreciate everything you're saying. And I think a lot of our listeners uh, can relate. And I hope this is opening something up for them too, because being able to come from the heart and and you, it was so brilliant that you pointed the burnout. I know For this work for Hearts Unleashed, I do get tired, especially if I either forget to take care of myself or if I ignore taking care of myself. I definitely get to points of tired, but burnout, I recognize when you said burnout versus like whatever else, I remember burnout in teaching. I remember burnout in corporate America. And it's like, I can't do this for another damn day. Right? Like from the depth of my soul, I couldn't pretend to want to do anything else. And- there's a difference between like being tired and being burnt out. And so obviously self-care comes into that conversation, but um I just so appreciate that perspective.
0: Yeah, I think that so many are burnt out because there are a lot of things we have to do, right? From the logical mind, like I have two kids, like I have to there are many things I have to do, right? I mm-hmm. love my kids, but I have to do laundry and the and the yeah. meals and drop off and whatever else I have to yeah. do in my business, the back end of the website. And so we have enough that we have to do from our logical mind. So we have to balance that out with the desires on our heart, because if not, we're living completely from the, the mind and that's just simply a recipe for burnout.
1: Totally. Thank you so much for sharing that. And and thank you for joining us here on the Hearts Unleashed podcast. This has been so much fun. And as we start to wrap up, I'd love to have you share with us where our friends can find you.
0: Yes. So I am the host of the Dream Life podcast. You can search Dream Life with Tiffany Paul anywhere you get your podcasts. And it's just more real talk like this, where it's questioning society's definition of success and really empowering you to live life on your own terms and reimagine what living the dream looks like for you. And so that's my passion project. My company is Slept, which you can find all of our favorite products for sleep at thesleptlife.com. And then on Instagram, I am Tiffany Nicole Paul
1: awesome awesome well i look forward to staying connected thank you for bringing your unleashed heart here to unleash some more hearts and listeners my loving hearts i hope that you feel yet just another layer of unleashed another layer of having permission to be your most authentic self and live your fucking life i've been hearing it since you said it the first time yes (laughs) so uh thank you guys for tuning into the hearts unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers we love you